What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop. On Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF. With us on the line, first of all, I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got one of the most preeminent 450 riders in the nation. List last weekend, top 10. It's not every week we get a top 10 450 guy on this podcast. He's been on the podcast before. He's a great athlete, and he goes by the name of Brandon Leith. Lethal, what's up? Oh, not much. Just hanging out in Boston. Um, getting ready to fly home here in a little bit. Getting ready to fly home, back home to Utah, and uh, checking out Boston, uh, a city that's uh, maybe uh, a little bit bigger than uh, uh, the big city like Salt Lake or something like that, uh, which I assume is what you fly into. Um, like, What's it like exploring a city like that? It's pretty cool. We went and checked it out today. We went to Boston Tea Party and walked around and then went and checked out the Red Sox Stadium and did all that fun stuff. And It was cool. nice to do something other than go to the track. It was way fun. Fair, absolutely. You see, you've seen uh, plenty of motocross tracks over your years, but uh, uh, obviously, uh, we're calling you up because you've got some some pretty exemplary performances over the last little while, my friend. Uh, getting uh, a top ten in, in uh, qualifying Colorado, a top ten overall this last weekend, and and you've been cracking away at that uh, all summer long so far. All six rounds that you've been able to attend, and I assume that you'll, uh, with the good fortune you've had so far, this allows you to uh, to continue your quest in uh, in attending just about all the nationals this summer. Yeah, we're gonna do all of them up till um, Washougal for sure. Right, the RMX. The RMX series is like a local series that races in Utah, and it's a really good series. And Gary, the guy that runs it, his kids race too, Riley and McCoy Bruff, and they were doing the Nationals. Okay. And we didn't actually have any any plans to go east after Colorado. And Gary was like, hey, if you guys want, you know, you can throw the bike in and come along. And I'm like, heck yeah, you know. So we, yeah. we jumped in there, and they, their plans are till Washougal too. So we'll do till then, and then see how it goes after that. 
Absolutely. That's just uh, kind of speaks to the, uh, and no surprise whatsoever, the, the community within motocross is just like that. Uh, hey, we're heading that way. Uh, wouldn't mind throwing an extra bike in the trailer. No big deal. And you find yourself in, uh, in Southwick, Massachusetts, where uh, I think this has got to be a somewhat of a career best for you. Top 10 overall in the 450 class. Yeah, definitely a career best outdoors and, and indoors. It was a really yeah. good weekend. I was excited to see the for the sand, and then we went out there in qualifying, and I got smoked by the locals, dude. Like, we came back after qualifying, and I was honestly like, holy crap. I mean, I, I hope I make the motos, and I was the last spot into the motos. Like, I was 36, so I was pretty stressed on that. But then no way. once the chat got, yeah, it was crazy. I've been qualifying good all year, and then at Southlake yesterday was the worst I've qualified in a really long time. I just barely squeezed her in there. But the, the locals fly around that place. Like, there was someone who passed me. I can't even remember his name right now, but I've never seen him before. He passed me in practice and left me, you know, just <laughs> just blew my doors off. But then when the when the motos came around and got rougher and slowed down a little bit, it started to feel like more of a, a sand track that I've ridden before, not just like a wide open one, you know? Yeah. And so I, yeah. I was having a lot of fun, especially that second moto. I, I found some really good lines and I was hopping around the bumps and stuff. It was a blast. Well, for sure. And uh, for you, a guy who's, uh, you're pretty comfortable in a lot of different soils, but uh, Southwick sand, you've got to kind of admit different than your average sand track or like a lot of sand tracks are very different. But the fact is, is it has like a kind of a harder base and those rollers, once they start to firm up, uh, it's almost uh, like uh, like supercross walls. They're, they're ridiculous out there in, in the fact that your, your front tire feels like it's going away, but uh, the back tire is... Uh, is, is pushing on these hard bumps. Yeah, it was crazy. I've never raced a, a sand track before. Like, I've ridden sand tracks a ton because in Utah, in the wintertime, you just go to the desert and, you know, you ride sand or the desert tracks or whatever. But right. I've never rode a sand track that was actually prepped. And it was it was crazy. Like, the, it, was, it was really weird. A lot different than I've ever ridden, especially for qualifying. For the motos, it felt more familiar. But for qualifying, it was it was like nothing I've ever rode. No doubt. And on top of that, uh, obviously the locals have the inside line on setup for the motorcycle. What changes did you make to the bike to make it make it maybe a little bit longer? Maybe that's that straight line mm-hmm. stability uh, added in there a little bit. Did you do much changing to the motorcycle or uh, just a, uh, a different tire and, and maybe uh, put the back wheel or the rear wheel back a little bit? We did uh, we did the sand tire and then I didn't actually slide my back tire back i probably should have <laughs> but we dropped the forks down i slowed my rebound rebound down a little bit and i went a little stiffer on my suspension because that's what my uh suspension guy told me to do and yeah. that was it fair enough and like uh, i got to imagine that after qualifying everyone who picked you for uh fantasy is just like biting their fingernails off worrying that you're not going <laughs> to perform and then i'm sure and there's probably equal amount of people who are like yeah not picking lethal lethal this weekend there's no way and then you go out there and uh and and just turn in a performance like no other um and it was pretty incredible to see the gaps between guys after just a short amount of laps like it seemed like um it's a track that really separated guys out. Like, was there a lot of battling going on, or were you kind of riding by yourself? I battled quite a bit, because the okay. first moto, I think I, I don't know where I started, probably like the back of the 20s, maybe 26, 28, something like that. And my girlfriend just said 27th is what she saw in the first lap. So I went from 27th to 16th, so Good. I was pretty much in a battle the whole time. And then the second one, I uh, started 17th, and then I 
charged up to 10. So I was, I was in a battle till probably like four laps to go. And then I probably had a, I don't know, a little gap back to 11th. And then it kind of just stayed there, stayed from there. No doubt. And uh, obviously uh, something you probably didn't predict, but you were hoping for is like a career best, good finishes. Um, so moving forward, and like this is kind of like a, um, like when, like the series based on the schedule, obviously for the, uh, like it's kind of heading to, like going to um, Washougal at a certain time of the year as usual, going to Unadilla mm-hmm. the weekend after is not uncommon to the series. But uh, as far as privateers, like you're not the only guy that that will be their last national because like like financially it doesn't make sense to go from Washougal, Washington to Unadilla uh is it in Pennsylvania or New York? Uh, I think it's New, New York. York yeah, New York. New York mm-hmm. track like literally right back to where you're probably standing right now um <laughs> yeah. in one week and it's just like, that's a lot of miles even if you're flying it it's just like um mm-hmm. it's just not it's not realistic. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of traveling. Yeah, I, I kind of wish, I think for Supercross, it's easier to do the West Coast. But oh, then sure. for outdoors, I think it'd be easier to live on the, the East, you know, because there's more tracks back here that are pretty close together. But I don't know. I hope that we can get back to the ones after Washougal because we've been having a, a good year and it's been a lot of fun. So hopefully we can we can get back there. But I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, well, maybe if you keep uh, throwing in these top 10 rides, maybe uh, that Kawasaki years end up on the, the back of the semi. And uh, they at least, uh, the, the, maybe the Mike Williamson and the boys will uh, haul that thing out there for you. That'd be nice. They got an extra one sitting under there. That'd be sweet if they just throw some new stickers on there for me, but I don't know if they'd be game for that. Have you seen the new uh, 2019 uh, Kawasaki and how badly do you want to be on that thing? Yeah, I've seen it. I was actually talking to my friend about it today. He rides Huskies, and he was like, dude, the, the 2019 is so good. I'm going to try and get one. My uh, my shop just got some in stock, and my guy over there was sending me pictures of them. So I'm going to try and get one and maybe race it at Washougal. I got to talk to the, the AMA people. I don't know what the rule is on how soon you can race those new ones. I think that as I'd, soon as I'd they're available to, to be sold in stores, like, like as, I, think, I think they're good to go as far as I'm con- as far as I know. Like, yeah, if it's a bike it, that you could buy off, off a showroom floor, like, why wouldn't you be able to go race it the next weekend? Yeah, I agree. I I just want to double check so we don't get up there. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, you can't ride that thing. I'd be like, well, Mark's been on a 2019 KTM all year, but all right. True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, is actually, I think um, in 2010, uh, I think it was the last three races of the year, um, Villapoto ran the 2010 frame. And same thing mm-hmm. with in 05, Kawasaki had the, if you remember, the you're probably too young to remember, but they had that uh, Kawasaki, Suzuki, steel-framed, crappy 250F. Uh-huh. And I believe they finished the season that year on the aluminum-framed 06. I could be wrong mm-hmm. about that. I'm, but yeah. yeah, I remember the year that Bill Poto switched and it like changed everything for him, it seemed like. like he just went on oh, a win yeah. streak after that. Yeah, like that's uh, that's twenty. I think that actually that's twenty eleven because he he didn't win in twenty. Yeah, it's twenty eleven. Mm. But anyway, we're, we're enough uh, pointless moto trivia. <laughs> um, yourself, yeah. 
this season has basically been, uh, aside from getting some help um, transporting the motorcycle, has been uh, all on Brandon Leith and your uh, team manager slash girlfriend. Um, what's uh, what? What are the kind of like the checks and balances of uh, keeping things on the road, trying to make sure that you don't run out of certain things, keeping in contact with your sponsors so that, like, say you you like you have the uh, the tear offs that you need, or you have enough of this or that that you need, and uh, and what are some of the uh, the hurdles of going about that? Um, it's been pretty good. You know, it hasn't been too bad with the, the RMX guys taking the bike. It's, it's helped out a lot, you know, where we can just fly in and I'll just check a bag. If I got to bring stuff from home, if I got to bring tear offs or anything like that, I'll just go buy them and throw them in the bag and fly them out. But as far as the, uh, the checks coming in and the checks going out, it ain't looking too pretty that way, <laughs> but that, that's, that's okay. We're not in it to make money. We're in it to have fun, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. Totally agree. It's uh it's a labor of love as they call it. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you've been putting in good rides. Like I said, not the best, uh, uh, qualifying this last weekend, but excellent rides. Um, you, you're, you're, uh, you've, you've put yourself in a good position just about every single week. And, um, I, I think you've been, uh, like, You've been taking the making the best of every opportunity that you've had out there on the track. Yeah, we've been trying to. I've been trying to, you know, every time I'm out there, I I try and race until the finish. I try not to. A couple times I've I've hit a wall, like high point, the second moto. I got pretty tired, and Colorado was a bit rough. But I mean, I, you know, I try and push it all the way to the end, first and second moto. You know, just try and get every position we can all the time. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, the boys over at Strict, keeping you, uh, keeping you, you dressed nice in the in the gear. I assume those guys are setting you up on a not maybe a weekly basis, but like every couple of months, uh, give you a couple extra sets to make sure that you're uh, you're looking spiffy out there. Yeah, they're hooking it up. I think we're gonna have some new gear for Redbud. He was saying I haven't seen it yet, but he said it was pretty cool. So I'm excited to see that. Fair enough. So, uh, has the has the girlfriend been holding the the, the print board for you, or uh, do you have a a mechanic that's uh, like you gonna like uh, canvas some people each week? No, she does the she does the pit board, and then uh, as soon as I get off the track, I fill the bike up, fill my antifreeze up, tighten my chain, and then I go sit down, take my gear off, and she goes through, takes the eight heat T handle out, lubes the chain, checks the spokes, lets the air out of the forks. She's on it fair enough well uh i'm offering my services right now my friend if you need a uh, a mechanic from millville i will uh, i'll give i'll give both of you a day off and uh and make sure <laughs> that the uh the lefty lucy ready tidy is is done properly sounds good i'll keep that in mind for millville Fair enough, my friend. So um, going forward from here, uh, you've reached the top 10. That's probably a goal that you might not have even had on your list going into the season. Um, like from there, like what, what to you um, makes for a great day at the races as far as the nationals go? What, like, uh, what needs to happen by the end of the day for you to be able to walk away and say, yeah, I had my fun, this was good, and, uh, and, and I'm positive rolling out of the, the pits? Um, as long as there's you know, like one thing we can take out of every weekend, I'm pretty happy, whether it's like a good qualifying or you know, a good first moto or a good second moto. As long as there's just one thing, you know, that you can take positive from it, it's not too bad. But the uh, as far as the place goes, I mean, I'd love to get back in the top 10 again, you know. But as long as we have a good moto where I charge the whole way through and ride good, we'd be happy whether we finished 10th or 15th. I mean, obviously, we'd, we'd rather finish 10th, but, <laughs> you know, I, I just want to 
be in good shape and ride my hardest the whole time. Fair enough. So are, uh, have you been in contact with Factory Cowie at all? Do you like just after that top 10 ride, do you just roll by the, the Cowie rig and just like rev the bike being like, yeah, suck on that, eh? Like I'm, I'm basically, I'm eight, I'm eight spots behind your boy and like just take me racing is what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, I would love to. I'd, I'd love to go racing with him. I haven't talked to him or anything like that or they haven't tried to talk to me or anything too crazy. I actually sent an email to the Canada's Kawasaki team because right. I know that Alessi just got hurt, you know? And oh, I, okay. so right. I emailed, okay. I emailed, uh, or I didn't email him. I DM'd, I think his name is Adam on Instagram. Yep. And it was just like, Hey, I saw Alessi's hurt. Sorry to hear that. If you guys are looking for a filling guy, I've been racing. Like I'm, I'm race ready, you know, I'm fit and ready to roll. So that'd be cool if we could even go up there and do something or get any support somewhere it would be nice. Totally, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to see you up in up in Canada. There's uh, like five rounds left in the series, and uh, if if you've never raced a prepped sand track prior to this weekend, get ready because literally, I think four out of the last five races are pure sand. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah South could be a good warm up then. No kidding. Well, uh, I hope that does go well. I would definitely, I actually have their team manager's name in, in my phone. I might be able to uh, forward that on to you to get that conversation yeah, going awesome. if they're willing to do so. But uh, yeah, that's something we can talk about off air. But uh, the rest of the summer, uh, obviously, you look to, to go to all of the rest of the Nationals. You might miss the last two. But uh, I, got, I, I think you've got to admit that uh, after this year, uh, you'll have had some fun. You'll have had some career bests and most likely looking at a, at a, at a national number. Yeah, I think we will get a national number. I'm really excited about that. That would be my first one. And that was when I found out we were going to do the whole outdoor series. I was like, oh, sweet, all of them, chance to get a better number. You know, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked to, to get a two-digit number on my bike. What's the story behind the uh, the three eight eight? Um, I I don't know. There's not too much of a story. I used to be thirty eight, but there was no real reason for it. And then I went to World Mini one year, and someone had it, so they had me throw an eight on there. And we just kind of left it since. Fair enough. I thought it was gonna be a way cooler story than that. Yeah, but no, uh, <laughs> yeah, no worries, no whatsoever. So uh, this weekend or next weekend coming up, Fourth of July. Obviously, today is Canada Day. Uh, if you, of course you did not know that, and maybe uh, that might get you in the good graces of the Canadian team if you are to mention that to them on this great yeah. Canada Day, the July first. Um, like uh, you've mentioned, strict gear. Uh, possibly getting you in some some red, white, and blue, or some uh, some Americana style gear. Are you planning anything mm-hmm. for the graphics on the motorcycle? That's often very uh, popular for guys to do that. I'm not planning anything, but that is a good idea. I might have to text my graphic guy and see if he can whip something up. That'd be yeah, sweet. That'd be all right. Like uh, maybe yeah. uh, hmm, yeah, some something, something cool. I think it was like I think it would be cool. Like I always think it's cool when they go like kind of like a military theme like military-style mm-hmm. numbers or something along those lines would be kind of neat. But, yeah, uh, sweet. Absolutely, my friend. Well, Brandon Leith, I know that you've got a ton of great sponsors. That that list is growing all the time. I really appreciate you making some time for us on the podcast. Though. I'll have you for about uh, uh, 15, 20 minutes just to kind of get people more in tune with what your season's been like and, uh, and what your season looks like going forward so they can follow along. Before you list your sponsors, I'd appreciate it if you can give people uh, a way to follow you. Let us know where they can follow you on Instagram if they're already not doing so. And then uh, give those sponsors some love, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We appreciate it. And you could uh, 
follow us on Instagram. It's just Brandon Leith. So it'd be B-R-A-N-D-A-N because no one spells his name right. And then Brandon. L-E-I-T-H. Yep, Brandon. And then 388 on Instagram. And as far as sponsors, without uh, I have to thank the RMX team, rmxseries.com for helping us out go racing, my mom and dad for everything, my girlfriend, Strict Gear, 60 Helmets, Recluse helped us out with clutches a lot this year. They've been awesome. Uh, Atlas Brace, Tasco Mountain Bike, they've been super good to us too. Dust Shelly's and American Fork, and Lucas Oil, No Toil, all those guys have been awesome. Sick, buddy. Well, uh, yeah, please go follow Brandon on Instagram. He's a good follow. Post pictures of him riding dirt bikes, and then every once in a while I post a picture of his cute girlfriend. It's always a plus. <laughs> but uh, as always, my friend, I appreciate the time. Uh, don't hang up just yet. Proper podcast, eh? We're going to cut it off right there. Sweet.